1: are listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Let's go!
3: Hello, everyone. You're Welcome back to the Sports Scramble Podcast. Welcome back to the uh, Sports Scramble Podcast. Unfamiliar Voices back. Chet is not with us tonight. Uh, so we have gone to the bullpen and brought in Neil to round out our scramble of four tonight. So uh, Neil's back with us. Uh, Tyler's here and, and Wade's here as well. So yep. uh, Wade's, Wade's sporting that Bengals jersey tonight.
4: That's right.
3: <laughs> Got that big win against the Chiefs.
4: Yeah, that was a hell of a game. Uh, Joe Burrow is that guy. I mean, uh, he just steps it up when the, when the time's right. And you can tell that him and Mahomes have a friendly rivalry going, but a lot of respect between the two, I feel like. And, um, the AFC is just loaded at quarterback. If you think about it, I mean, it, yeah. and they're young too. It's not like we're waiting for Tom Brady to retire or something. I mean, it's, everyone has come in the league within the last five or six years and and they're here to stay. So a lot of talent.
3: Yeah. I mean, a lot of, you know, speaking of the NFL, I think we're going to start the show with the NFL. We've kind of been on the same track of of that for a couple of weeks. So we'll continue right in with it. Uh, You know, first opening, you know, you hear big news. There's big news around the NFL and uh, one tonight you got Jimmy G is expected to have season ending surgery uh, on that foot that he broke. Uh, so that's pretty detrimental, I think, to, to this uh San Francisco 49ers. I mean, who do they go to in this case?
4: Brock Purdy. He yeah, Brock Purdy. A, he was a first round grade like three years ago and he slipped to the Mr. Irrelevant pick and now he's uh starting for San Fran wearing number thirteen. There's no current quarterbacks wearing number thirteen, so it just kind of fits the fits the bill for him. <laughs> So, so whatever happened? 13. So whatever happened to the guy
5: that had started the year off this year? Did he get hurt? He, or he also is just... out for the year. So they no, right. A right. Of injuries.
6: They put all the confidence in Trey Lands, and then their Jimmy G gets hurt, and now they have to go to Brock Purdy, the Iowa State quarterback. So yeah. we'll see how that works out. Yeah, they might yeah, be yeah. looking at
4: the practice squad <laughs> around the league and try to find somebody that at least has some starting experience. Um, that that or some I'm teams' gonna, third round third guy, you know, that
5: they have a. You know, say a team that's like, for example, Titans uh, that with their number three guys, a decent veteran backup, they could try to go after him or, you know, some of these other veteran third string guys, you know, who teams who have taken young quarterbacks recent years who are now on there, you know, who have the, who still have their reliant backup could be an option as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, think about it. Trey Lance goes down at the start of the season. His foot goes backwards. Uh, And then you got Jimmy G goes down and his foot breaks in half, basically. Uh, So they got a lot of foot problems there. They need a foot doctor uh, for for the 49ers over there. Uh, Yeah, San Fran's having some problems. They've got a decent team this year, though. Uh, Surprisingly, the last few years, they've just been hanging out there. Uh, And I feel like they wait for the playoffs in order to come on strong. But yeah, kind of a a big loss for the 49ers. Uh, You know, going to uh, the guy who... Was given a suspension and, and was due back thanks to Roger Goodell uh, against his old former team uh, and Deshaun Watson uh, had a rough day today, uh, <laughs> but his defense helped him out with three touchdowns. Uh, so it yeah. looked a little looked a little different than than what it should have been.
4: That was a wild game. I mean, just so many errors, and it was like five to three at the half or something. <laughs> I think or eight yeah. to five. And, um, yeah, a good thing the defense showed up because Deshaun definitely had some rust. He was trying to force everything to Amari Cooper, which I liked for fantasy purposes, but unfortunately, everything was behind him or over his head or in the hands of the defenders. Yeah. Um, I will say
5: that I'm not sure if you' ever watching the game, but you could hear the booze on TV oh, yeah, every time they're and it was it was as somebody you know you know I'm an AFC South guy, but I can't see the Texans, you know, so it was fun watching no matter how much I wanted. Houston to win because of Deshaun and that whole mess of an issue. The same time, I couldn't cheer for them. So I was like, at least the defense won them that game. It wasn't Watson that led them to the victory there. You for know, that's sure. something I feel like most people can accept. Okay, Watson played like crap. The people who are not really fans of who really coming back to this.
6: Cool, Houston lost. At least he played bad. You know, yeah, that's, that's the one upside to it. Yeah, that's what they're waiting for, these Houston fans. They're going to boo the ever-living hell out of them. I feel like they just love that he had an awful game against them. But like you mentioned, uh, their defense stepped up in fantasy purposes. They got 31 points. So not a good day uh, for Deshaun, but the Browns were able to pull off because the Texans are just awful.
3: Yeah, they're tough. I mean, Davis Mills at quarterback doesn't give them very much. Uh, (laughs) They really need to find out what they're going to do. As far as the draft, Kyle Allen doesn't give
4: him much either. So no. they, yeah. they need Bryce Young bad.
7: Mm-hmm. I
5: mean, they,
3: need they are big. on
4: track
5: for the first overall pick, though. Being, yeah, being one and one win. In was it? What are they? One eight and one now, or is it one,
3: eight, nine now? I
4: think uh, one nine, think and, one, nine and, one. and
5: one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could, I could, I couldn't. I couldn't quite remember if it was eight losses or nine at this point.
3: Man, and staying in the AFC here, Lamar goes down with an injury. Uh He's due back though. I think he's going to be questionable. You know for quite some time, but I think he'll still be able to come back before the end of the season. Uh, you know, for the Ravens, you know, a lot of, a lot of talk I know we talked about it on the show here about, you know, the AFC North being a really key piece for the playoffs. And, you know, the AFC North has kind of been dominated by that wildcard spot the last couple of years. And it seems like the, the AFC East has kind of taken over in that regard, but uh, you know, the Ravens, I, the Ravens seem like they're the only team, alive in the afc north with the pulse
4: until uh,
6: today yeah until today joey <laughs> being the bengals uh said not, not so fast my friend
4: but i agree with you it, it took them a while to get warmed up and it, i think the yeah. bengals might still finish a game behind the ravens although the lamar injury does kind of complicate it but yeah the bengals I mean, look the part today but it took them a while I will add to that. So, who do the
5: Bengals use now? Though I'm mean, not the Bengals, I mean, I mean the Ravens. Who do they go to a quarterback now?
4: Well, they do have a very good backup situation. He's pretty much a clone of Lamar. Uh, he only had like five incompletions. Tyler Huntley. He was the Oregon. I mean, yeah, not the Oregon. I love him. As a Mark
6: Andrews fantasy owner, all the time that he started, he went to Mark Andrews.
4: <laughs> and he did fill in a little bit last year. This kind of happened to the Ravens last year, but um, you know, as, as Jacob was saying, you know they. They've looked really good, so you hope that they can continue.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a, a decent season for them up and down. I mean, they started the season pretty rough uh, and kind of went on a tear there thanks to to Justin Tucker and some of their games. There are a lot of close wins uh, for the Ravens. I mean, they've kind of prided themselves on the run game with quarterback in out of the backfield now. I mean, uh, Mark Ingram's not there anymore. It really – they don't have much as far as running back depth goes. Uh, other than your quarterback with Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, uh, I think the pass game will be big for them the rest of the season. They're going to have to be able to throw the football.
6: Uh, well, that's so. another thing. Like, their receivers aren't that great anymore because Rashad Bateman's out for the year, and now you have to go with Devin Duvernay as your <laughs> wide receiver one. So, I feel like if you're the Baltimore Ravens, wherever you land in the draft, it has to be wide receiver. I mean, I feel like Jackson Smith and Jig, but that's a guy that had a first-round great, and we haven't even seen him at all this year at times. So maybe he falls down into, you know, into the teams and you can fall down to to Baltimore to fill in the slot because you can't just throw to your tight end every time. I mean, the defenses are just going to continue to pile it on him. I mean, Mark Andrews only had like 50 yards uh, today in the the Ravens game. So there's only so much, you know, that Devin DuVernay and Andrews can do. And now that Lamar Jackson's probably going to be out for the next couple of weeks, you know, what do they do? Because they don't have a reliable running back either. You know, with Dobbins being out, and so now you have to rely on Latavius Murray, who's had experience, uh, you know, with Denver and with uh, New Orleans. But I don't know; you just can't be a bell cow guy if you know if you're getting nearing thirty. So I don't know. The Ravens are going to have to find something on offense, uh, but their defense, I feel like, even through the stretch, is going to keep them in ball games.
3: It seems like running backs have been the whole problem this year. Really, I mean, yeah, I think. I speak for all of us as far as fantasy goes, you know, running backs have been an issue as far as uh, point production injuries. I mean, I've got two current running backs on the IR right now uh, with my fantasy team and I just can't get anybody to, to produce any points.
6: Yeah. I got yeah, a scary yeah. day with Kenneth Walker going down. So we'll see uh, if that's severe injury or not. If it's not, if it is that I'm going to have to go with Tony Pollard the rest of the way. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but he's been pretty solid
5: this year, though. I mean, the yeah. Cowboys kind of figured out with Pollard. I'm going to add to that. I just like, hate
6: that, you know, they're just keep feeding Zeke, and Tony Pollard's definitely the better running back as a whole.
5: But I was going to add to that comment, though. I mean, look at Derrick Henry. Like, I mean, the man is a beast of running back. In at one point, he was on track for, for another 2,000-yard season. In the last three weeks, he's been lucky to get 100 yards. It's like teams have kind of – I mean, and he's been that prolific back that when he's been healthy, he's been able to put up – 152-yard games are yeah. they're all the normal for him. The last three weeks he's been struggling, struggling to get 100 yards. It's just interesting. You know, as you all were saying, like, running backs this year is not the case. And, like, teams are just
4: – pass games working. It's weird. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. a dark throw. I mean, you're getting a lot of – I feel like receivers aren't stretching the field as much anymore, and you're getting a lot of, like, you know, little out routes and stuff, um, crossing patterns, slants and it kind of fills in for the run game in a way a lot of yards after the catch I've, I've been seeing.
3: Yeah. And, and, and moving to some of our games today, uh, we'll work our way around the scramble with it, but you know, your guys biggest surprise, uh, biggest game of, of the, the day, I guess of the weekend, uh, including Thursday's game and in, uh, you know, the game coming up tomorrow, we'll have to wait and see, but, uh, as of the games that have been played, what's y'all's biggest surprise and biggest game uh, of the weekend? Lions-Jags.
5: That game was a that, – that was a good game. Like, I mean, that I'm a big, big fan of the coach at Detroit. And that game was oh, – of the morning games, He was the only like, high-scoring, like, offensive powerhouse game. Like, And who would have thought Lions-Jags was going to be that
4: game for the, for the morning, at least? Yeah, I didn't see it being a 40-point game for Detroit. I mean – They've had some good games like that, though, with with Jared Goff slinging it. He did get Jamison Williams back, and then it seems like DeAndre Swift's finally healthy. So that team, with as bad as Green Bay is, I mean, they could steal a few divisional wins. Um, You know, they could be an outside shot in at a wild card, which would be pretty crazy. (laughs) And I want to add to that, though, that ARA or whatever, or Rana
5: St. Thomas or St. Brown, that guy, he's been good all year. I've noticed, like, he's been – the, the anchor to that team, is Pat, to wide receiver court. He's been, I know he's a younger guy, but he's been just dominating for them on, on the outside. And it's been fun. It's kind of fun to see the catches. He's made some crazy catches in some of those games. Even when they've lost, he's been consistently good for wide receiver. for them. It's been kind of fun to see for a team that's been notoriously bad and people give crap to, but watching their coach and watching him play just makes it fun to watch.
4: Yeah, absolutely. He's really yeah. talented, kind of, Underlooked, you know, last year with Jamar Chase taking off and then Justin Jefferson as a second year player last year. They kind of overshadowed what he did, but I mean, Detroit's got a really talented wide receiver. I I kind of doubted him and his abilities going into the season because they drafted Jameson Williams so high, but I think they were kind of taking the approach that we saw the Bengals and the Jets and some of these other teams take where they want to load up on young wide receiver talent and just kind of redo the whole corpse. So uh, he'll be around for a long time and he's super talented.
6: Yeah. I mean, it was a risk, but I mean, he's going to, you know, in the next five years, he's going to be that.
0: Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to downtown's healthcare, 950 17th street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call downtown's healthcare 303-292-9992 now in Lowry or downtown.
6: Wide receiver rookie class that you look back, you know, Olave is doing good for the Saints, but I feel like in Jameson Williams, we're going to look uh, back in five years that uh, Jameson Williams is going to be the best wide receiver coming out of that class. So it was worth the risk. Uh, my surprise pick uh, was the Ravens uh, in the Broncos uh, at first, but when I read about Lamar Jackson, I was like, oh, that that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, I agree with Neil. A 40 to, to 14 victory for the Lions. I, I saw a Lions win uh, coming. But if you would have told me that they would have put up 40 points on the Jaguars and also hold Trevor Lawrence in that offense of 14, I would think that you're joking. Uh, But, yeah, that offense is legit. It's a young offense. So I think that this Lions team, give them a year or two. I mean, they're not even out of the playoff race uh, as it is right now, just as wide open as the NFC has been this year. So don't count out Detroit uh, making the playoffs this year.
4: All right. I got to kick it out west. Y'all are focusing on the east. I got to say, I, I was surprised that at this point in the season, the L.A. Chargers aren't finding ways to win close games. I mean, you're making me a lot of stupid. talent. I know Mike Williams is out, but you got Keenan Allen back, and Justin Herbert's got to step up and find a way to win those games. I mean, for all the, the talk that we gave him, all the praise that we gave him, I mean, if he wants to keep pace in that <laughs> AFC uh, quarterback conversation that we just mentioned, I mean – He's gonna start falling down the pecking order when, when we're watching instant classics between Mahomes and Burrow and, and Josh Allen. Um, you know, he's gotta be able to challenge those guys. And I I just don't think that he's got the team to do it. And um I was surprised that they lost to the Raiders because the Raiders are real banged up. Of course they have Devontae Adams and he's balling, but um still pretty ugly loss there, and I think it has them on the outside looking in for the playoffs.
3: Yeah, it just seems to me like, you know, having Justin Herbert on my fantasy team every week, it's it's a coin flip. Uh, <laughs> is he actually going to show up, or is he going to continue to hand the ball off to Austin Eckler and call it a day? It just seems like Herbert's hesitant in throwing the football. It just doesn't seem right, and, and I don't know what it is, but he just looks uncomfortable in the backfield. I mean, like last year watching him. Know, in a one-on-one situation, he was slinging the ball, no problem, and, and didn't have a problem doing it. But you know, at the end of last year we were talking, he could be an MVP candidate the next year, and I know I was on it. Tyler was on it. And, and... Yeah, we, got it. we
4: picked him to win the division.
6: Yeah, I picked him and... to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> <And they're laughs> Probably the worst one running. out of the four. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's just no sense of confidence in this Chargers team. I mean, they have the talent on both sides of the ball, but you're losing games that you shouldn't lose. I mean, the Raiders – defense isn't the best and you know the real weapons you have with Keenan Allen coming back I know that Mike Williams wasn't wasn't active uh, in this game but you got a guy in the backfield Austin Eckler he's consistent and the ball off to him if you know if Justin Herbert isn't on but their defense just has been awful I, I drafted them in the beginning of the year in fantasy thinking they're going to be you know this breakout you know with Khalil Mack J.C. Jackson Durbin James but nope same old Chargers
5: I mean, but I'll add to that, though, in that game, Derek Carr has been playing terrible the last few weeks, and it's been blowing my mind that the whole, you know, thing with Devontae Adams going there to play with Carr, was a big factor in that, then how bad Carr is playing, with the talk of them, them cutting at the end of the year to free up cap space. That whole that, – that, that makes today's game even more questionable. Like,
6: how are you losing to the Raiders like that? Yeah. A lot of question marks that need to be answered in, in L.A.,
3: Absolutely. A lot of question marks out West in general, they need to be answered. Uh, but, you know, moving to the North, I think my pick uh, is gotta be a weird one. It's the Vikings and the Jets game today. Uh, it is... meant a lot for both teams only because you the Vikings, that. yeah, the Vikings clinched the division with a win. And if, the Jets win, they're back in the race in the East and right on top of the Bills uh, for the AFC East. I mean, my biggest thing is is that Mike White throws a should-be touchdown pass uh, with a minute to go, well, a minute and 30 to go, uh, to Braxton Berrios, and he drops it, just falls right out of his hands, and Crazy. that was the game right there. Uh, they get a stop. Defense gets a stop You know, inside the five-yard line, forces a punt, and they get all the way back down there, and they can't convert, and they, and they can't can't get a touchdown. So uh, I think for me that was a big game just because of the circumstances. Uh, but, of course, I picked the Vikings uh, to make it pretty far, just uh, just a wild guess because they haven't done anything in years. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what, maybe it's a wacky year of football. I said maybe the Vikings will actually uh, be able to compete for a Super Bowl. But uh, I mean, Jefferson
5: and Cousins are, are a match made in heaven, it seems like. You also got – Stealing everybody else around them, like it's yeah. it's such a star-studded team on offense. And they added like,
6: Hawkinson too. So. Yeah, I like that for
5: Hawkinson. That was huge. Yeah, everything. I mean, and man, their defense. The yeah, I mean, the defense is not bad. I'm just, I'm really curious how long it takes for, for, for Kirk Cousins' grill to get here after he, his comments last week saying what, what other swag can he add to himself? Which <laughs> is, I'm just waiting for that clip to go up of him having a grill with Justin. It's just, uh,
7: it
3: I mean, seems like. It seems like they have a ton, a ton of chemistry on that team, and it and it's worked out a lot for them, uh, on and off the field. But yeah, I, I think the sky's the limit for the Vikings uh, in the NFC. It just seems like the NFC is the weaker of the two uh, conferences, and they seem like they've taken uh, control with it. You know, I think for the East, you can say that the Chiefs and the Bills are pretty well battling it out uh, for top spot, but. Uh, uh, is is there anybody that has an outside chance you know other than those three teams uh that's got a shot at making a super bowl run
6: uh super bowl run man that's tough i mean i could see the dolphins just because yeah. of their offense the way that they've been playing i mean if jalen Waddle and tyreek hill are on i mean how are you going to defend those guys i think that their defense was even howard in the secondary as well is good enough but super bowl run i feel like that's too far conference Still, know if this team go to the to the Super Bowl, but it's got to be you know. I know that the Chiefs lost uh, this weekend or today actually uh, against the Bengals, but I feel like the Chiefs still are, are the team to beat in the AFC.
4: Yeah, I would I would say the Chiefs and the Bills are are up there, but if Jamar Chase really is healthy, I think that you got to keep the Bengals in that regard. And then if Lamar can get back before the playoffs, you know, if he's making his yeah. debut in the wild card round, I don't like the look for them but if he can get back you know with a week or two left in the regular season then I think that team can also contend I mean really they need to just throw a few of those AFC teams over to the NFC because after the Garoppolo news I mean the NFC is just not looking too hot I thought that the 49ers could end up challenging the Eagles but Jalen Hurts is throwing the ball now and they're healthy
6: and um you know, the 49ers just had a huge blow. Yeah, it's just looking like a Vikings Eagles NFC Championship the way it's going.
3: Yeah, it seems, it seems really, uh, really a match made in heaven there between those two teams. And, uh, AJ Brown uh, has really hit it off with, uh, with Jalen Hurts in, in that Eagles offense. Uh, but of course, that's enough of NFL. We got 20 <laughs> minutes of NFL talk and on to the fun stuff of the weekend, and that is college football. Uh, some crazy games as to be expected uh, this weekend and it all starts on a Friday night game with Utah and USC uh, Utah gets the win big win uh, over USC <clears> 47 <throat> to 24 uh, outscoring them after <laughs> after USC scores their last uh, touchdown Utah goes on a 44 to 7 run to finish the to finish out That's the game insane. That's wild. Um you know, does it speak to the fact that I guess Utah just has their number or is it uh USC is not the team not not the best team that we you know that we everybody was like, oh USC's the, the, the team in the Pac twelve and you know they're a lock for the playoff.
6: I think that it's both that Utah is a damn good football team that they have USC's number. I mean they beat them forty two to forty one at their place and so now This just has, like, the Oregon vibes of last year. You know, whenever Utah swept Oregon, you know, it was close the first game, and then Utah blew the doors off of them. But Cam Rising, I know that, Jacob. I I listened to our preseason show just to see, you know, how either good our picks were or bad our picks were. And you, you know, had Cam Rising in the Heisman discussion. But, I mean, Utah is a team that I'm just wondering, like, if they don't lose to Florida in the home opener, like, is this – in the road opener in Gainesville. Like, this Utah team could be uh, knocking on the door uh, of the playoff. But Utah just showed uh, on Friday night what they're capable of. I mean, their defense can just shut you down. Cale Williams, I know, had all the highs been high. I mean, USC controlled the start of this game, like you mentioned. They were up 17-7. to I was like, well, this is just looking like Pee-wee football. And then Utah and Kyle Winningham, I think Kyle Winningham, is like a coach that no one talks about and no one gives enough credit to because he's been at Utah for eighteen years. Most of these coaches are like, oh, I'm I'm out of here. I'm going to a better and bigger program. No. Kyle Leningham is building up what Utah I mean, Utah has definitely been a program that I respected. I've been on the Utah train at, you know, for two years and I'm not hopping off anytime soon as this what a win it was uh, for Utah to, and you know create some chaos uh, for the committee as as USC got bumped out.
3: Yeah, I mean, you talking about Kyle Whittingham, you know fun fact is that Urban Meyer hired him you know eighteen years ago uh, to be his offensive coordinator there you know in Utah, uh, and ultimately has taken over as head coach and arguably is uh, you know, second in line for Coach of the Year with what's happened. I think Sonny Dykes is there in the conversation for Coach of the Year. Um, so I think, you know, there's a couple of uh, smaller schools, uh, not your true your true big schools that are always there in the top ten uh, that really have flourished these programs. Uh, you know, and I think that looking at Utah, you know, they, they win earlier in the year. They went on a two-point conversion by Cam Rising. But I think the difference in this game was the run. I think rushing was huge in this game. Uh, USC struggled to tackle their running backs. Get a true freshman running back uh in the backfield for, for US or sorry, for Utah uh in this game and absolutely controlled the entire game from front to back, physical running game. Uh and it was great to see that because normally we see them throw the ball and camerizing, you know, making plays out of the backfield. So uh, I think it was great to see. I mean uh you know, Wade, I'll pose the question to you is like is was that kind of all the hype of USC, all the transfers you know, to USC and they come up short and uh, we're still talking about Caleb Williams being in the Heisman conversation. Is there any chance he's still in the Heisman conversation, you know, with his injury and where he's at right now?
5: I think I mean, so. he's still
4: there, but it, I mean, whoever wins the Heisman this year, it's just not the same like dominant figure that we're used to seeing. I mean, look at some of the years past, the runner's up, the runner up. I mean, you could easily say he'd win the Heisman this year. It's just not been... um, I feel like there's not been one dominant player. And and all the teams that are good are more of good football teams. I mean, like Stetson Bennett, he's probably not going to win a Heisman. And, uh, you know, J.J. McCarthy, he's not going to win a Heisman. Blake Corum could have won a Heisman, but he got hurt. Um, And it's already hard enough for a running back to win it. Mm. Um, So, and, and Max Duggan, you know, he's a great... Quarterback as well, got his team in the playoff, but he doesn't have the stats to win the Heisman. So I thought Caleb Williams kind of made sense because USC looked like a playoff team. He had the best quarterback stats.
0: Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303 292 9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.
4: Uh, so now it's a matter of do the stats hold enough because, you're right, the storyline's gone. I mean, they they brought in all this talent, and it was a good season. They got to the Rose Bowl um, – I mean, to the, the Cotton Bowl. So, uh, you know, they get to a New Year's Six Bowl game, fell just short from a conference championship, a much better showing from USC than we've seen in years past. So he gets credit for that, but I just don't know if it's Heisman worthy, but it might be this year. I want to add to that, though, is – that is that a majority of the Heisman voters actually
5: vote before prior to the weekend uh, championship game weekends anyways because the votes are due today from my understanding. and most of the time they're supposed to actually vote prior to championship weekend. Generally a handful of the big name people, big name people have like, votes generally wait, but typically most of the people who vote vote prior prior to
4: conference, conference weekend. So he might have got it from that regard.
5: Yeah I, mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean the, that you'll hear that some of these other people. This is from what I've read that and been told that you're they're supposed to vote prior to the championship weekend, but because the votes aren't technically due till today, from my understanding, some people will wait till today to submit them. But it's one of those like weird things. Like, do they do people do what they're supposed to do and, and only look at the regular season, or do they wait till? Conference the weekend. Uh-oh,
4: we got a mail-in ballot voting issue. It doesn't just <laughs> apply to politics. It applies to football, too. I mean, this is just something that I've,
5: I'm not positive, that's, but, but that's what I've read and been told, that typically they're supposed to only look at the regular season kind of situation. But is well, anything in sports, what, you're, what are you supposed to look at versus what you – especially the Heisman, like what you're supposed to consider versus what you actually consider
3: doesn't always align. I mean as much as the Heisman is, you know, the Heisman trophy is now media driven uh we don't even know who's really going to be in those seats uh come time for the Heisman trophy. We really have no clue. I mean, got a decent idea of maybe one and Caleb Williams, but, I mean, honestly, who sits there with him? Maybe Bryce Young? It's got to be Duggan with and, and Hooker
6: still. I mean, I know that Hooker got hurt, but he was having a, like you mentioned, way to dominating performance that was leading to Heisman. But he got injured, and Tennessee got smoked uh, against South Carolina. I mean, South Carolina's just destroying everyone's dreams. They're destroying and Hooker's dream, uh, Clemson's playoff hopes, and then Tennessee's playoff hopes.
5: I'm going to add this, though. You know who really should be there is that defensive tackle from Georgia? That guy should really be the best to be honest. If the Heisman That's is really what it's dominant. supposed to be, that man is one of the most dominant people in college football. And he should ultimately be there. But if the Heisman, it's a quarterback's award yeah, now, quarterback, let's be yeah, honest. And it's it's I hate to see it. Like it's supposed to be the best athlete, and yet some of these players who don't have a good weight metrics to measure them is a quarterback. Like that guy is a one of the best players and is probably a top five pick in the draft this year.
4: Oh yeah, he'll make up for it in the draft. But
5: it, but it's still like it's still kind of sad it. that the award has lost its true meaning. You know, it's turning and turned into you know, and it's not like there's not enough quarterback awards already. There's like three or four already besides right. the Heisman. Let's be honest, like really, the Heisman's another one. So yeah.
3: so Tyler, you're making the uh, assumption that we're gonna have two of two of the four people sitting there warming a chair, hobble in with crutches on. Yep. Pretty much, uh.
6: <laughs> you'll have Caleb Williams with his hamstring injury. Hendon uh, Hooker getting out there with crutches since he has a torn ACL. And, and potentially, uh Max torn. Duggan, who is like scraped up and beaten up uh, from that K State game. He can like barely breathe after that. You know that long touchdown drive that he.
3: Yeah, it it was a a rough game, uh, for the TCU Horned Frogs. They did lose to K State, uh, in the Big Twelve Championship. Great game for K-State. They pretty much controlled that game from front to back uh, from what I saw. You know, you go down, and TCU can't convert on the one-yard line in overtime in order to to win it. So I I feel like, uh, you know, the funny part is is we always rag the Big 12 for no defense, and uh, it seems like all these big games, that one defensive play – has really won won the yeah. game for all these Big Twelve teams. Yeah, two uh, years in a row in the
6: conference yeah, championship.
3: Years. Yeah. Yep. Which is crazy. Both on the one yard line uh play. So I mean, really it's uh it's all about the defense making one big stand. Uh I, I wouldn't be mad going over and playing uh defense in the Big Twelve if all I've got to do is stop a team one time <laughs> in during the year at the one yard line. I uh I wouldn't be mad at that. Uh uh, with all the NIL money coming in, too, I, I wouldn't be totally upset. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like you move to the other big games uh, in the ACC. You've got Clemson in, in North Carolina. Uh, oh. <laughs> I mean, Tyler was high on – yeah, Tyler, you were high on, you know, Drake May and and his well, you were No, you were high on North Carolina. On the, you two are the, the Carolina boys, bulldog. and I'm turning turn this right. on me. <laughs> yes, yes.
4: <laughs> they look –
3: I mean, you I know, was high from, on. It's not good.
4: That's all there is to say, really. I mean, they found their quarterback, Cade Klubniak, probably should have been starting all year, but uh, you know, Drake May and North Carolina, they can come yeah. back next year. I think they'll probably smile. see that. I mean, I, I mean, knew
6: you know. that they didn't have a shot after they lost NC State with their third string quarterback, and then Georgia Tech, who hasn't really shown the pulse all season. So, yeah, you, you got to give it to Clemson. I mean, put it up 39 points against this North Carolina defense. You know, this defense has been horrible. And, you know, s- stopping this Drake May offense uh, to only 10 points. I mean, this is – you know, I know that they didn't make a playoff, but still win the ACC championship, going to a good bowl game uh, in the Orange Bowl. Uh, still a pretty good season overall if you're a Clemson Tiger fan. The Orange Bowl is going to be very orange yeah. this year. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. That's <laughs> a there's going to be it's too weird. much orange. You don't know which fan, you know, you don't know what fans are going to be. I mean, it's, Tennessee might as well just like check her out. That way we can, you know, figure out who's who. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. going
5: to be like yesterday's, you get a big Twelve. It's purple on purple. Yeah. I know, but
6: I, know, know, I think they, they, they did, did a good job yeah, wearing the black. It's your home yeah. game right like, now that I think about it. Like their campus is only like 20 minutes away. And I was like, wow. I yeah. was <laughs> like, no wonder yeah. why they had so many fans. I mean, K-State had a lot of fans as well, but. Yeah, this this game, you know, you go from a you know the best game possibly of the year to a blowout in, in the nightcaps. With and you know, I was and I, and I really wish I went
5: to that TCU game. I, I was contemplating. I almost bought tickets. I was like, I was like, I should really go. This game sounds like it'd be a really fun, good yeah. game. I was like, but then the last was like, I don't want, I don't want to wake up and get all the early in the morning. It's like, ah, if that yeah. was the three clock game, I would have been there watching. <laughs> it would have had a good time. But I hate living in games. Yeah, uh,
3: in moving, you know. Mentioned, you know the nightcap games is really uh a, a uh snoozer i would say because well, uh michigan had no up, problem yes. yeah, yeah michigan had no problem with uh purdue in the second half but that's been michigan season the whole year yeah uh you know they, they've really had it close to the half with a lot of teams have been down at the half uh with some teams and in the second half they just turn it on uh and blow the doors off of people. And I think – I don't think J.J. McCarthy is necessarily a Heisman Trophy candidate this season. I just think it's too early in his career in order for us to talk about that. Um, Maybe in a couple years, if with the continued success maybe, uh, he could be a Heisman Trophy candidate. But uh, I I think that the biggest thing for Michigan is that they were still able to run the football – In this game, and that was my biggest question mark was being able to run the football. Uh, And Purdue's defense played okay, you know, for three quarters, and uh, I I figured it would be the toughest test for Michigan uh, this year. I mean, looking back at the Ohio State game, uh, you know, I think I thought this would be the toughest because uh, Purdue's really been the giant killer, and their head coach is three and zero against top five teams. uh, Playing against them the last few years so I, I think that if anybody was going to beat Michigan it, it was Purdue so
6: man they kept it close a for to a half Michigan. at least but after that it yeah. was all Donovan Edwards uh, running the football but I mean we want to give like Blake Coram all the Heisman high, high but I feel like this Michigan offensive line is the best in the country I mean you can put anyone there in the backfield and they can have a field day just look at what Donovan Edwards did so I think that Edwards you know if you're a Michigan fan you got to feel confident if him in your first matchup against TCU in the college football playoff. But yeah, Purdue gave us a hope uh, in the, in the first half and then Michigan uh, ran away with it. Like we all assumed. Uh, so they were able to cover in the end and the 20 points. So, uh, but we'll see if, if Michigan uh, can make a run for, for the national title.
3: Yeah. And uh, for the final uh, conference championship game, I know y'all don't want to talk about it, but I'm going to sit back and listen to this. Cause I, uh, I don't know how long y'all are going to talk about it. Probably not too long, but uh, I'll sit back and listen to it. But Georgia and LSU, uh, I wasn't able to watch the game, but y'all's thoughts on it, uh, thoughts on the season from both teams as well.
5: Uh, I'm going to lead off by of saying there were two plays that really kind of broke LSU's back in the game. I feel like if it wasn't, it was the insane boss special teams, which is yep. the story of LSU football this year. Special teams was, you know – They've been in the butt all, killed us all year. And that play, our players not knowing how to react to it. Like, really? Really? That happened again in the biggest game of the year for us. And we're still making mistakes in special teams.
4: A bad snap uh, and a horrible, <laughs> you know, kick and then not knowing what to do. Yeah, it was like yeah. three, a trifecta right there. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, Go ahead, Tyler. Sorry.
6: I'll keep it short and sweet. I mean, I didn't expect uh, LSU to really keep it close uh, against Georgia, but if you would have told me we put up 30 points and lose by 20, I mean, that just tells how our defense has been playing the the past two weeks. I mean, giving up 38 points to a Texas A&M offense that really hasn't shown a pulse uh, all year. I mean, they only scored 10 points uh, against Auburn. You know, it has struggled in some games as well. I mean, UMass they only put up 21, and now – Georgia puts up a 50-burger on you because they uh, went for a two-point conversion for some reason. I don't know why, but I guess uh, they're going for the 50-burger, so you can't really trust them. But yeah, Jaden Daniels, the question was, was his health going into this one? He got tackled a couple times, and yeah, I mean, they were down 42-17 to 17 at that rate. They are like, all right, let's give Garrett Nussmeyer a try. I mean, Nuss looked pretty damn good to me, I mean, except for his interception that he threw, and He has to clean up. The interceptions, but if he can clean up, you know, the turnover rate, I feel like, you know, Nuss uh, could be the next man in line, especially if Jane Daniels uh, goes pro. But to be honest with you, I feel like Daniels is going to be back next year. I just, I, mean, I feel like he can just improve his draft stock at least one more year with this team. Another play I want
5: the other play I was going to mention earlier was that insane interception that Georgia got off oh, of enough. off of, yes. off, of uh, off of Besh's helmet. Like, if you haven't seen that play, Jacob. Look it up.
4: It you is just soak mirrors, man. Game. I keep watching it. I it, still don't see the pick. Like that's oh, no, 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 Georgia.
5: He no, definitely <laughs> bounced off his helmet. And it's it's just a play. Like I Jacob, you said you weren't able to watch the game. Look up just watch that
4: play. It's crazy. Look at that play. Mm-hmm. It's
5: and it's one of the, like I said, there's two plays to me that broke our back. That's just demoralizing to have that happen to you. And and I love oh bench. He's a great dude. He's he's one of the guys who I got really close with in the spring, which I was not really trying to get close to any of the young guys really because I was ready to leave, but he was one yeah. of those guys that he's such a good dude. And he's been having so many good games this year. And like, I hate it for a guy to be involved in something like that. You know, it's just, you know, it's like really
4: anybody except for Bash. Like really. Yeah, I agree, Neil. Those That play, I mean, LSU had climbed back in it. They shook off the – the Field goal, which I'll admit, I didn't know that was the rule. I thought it could only be returned if it didn't pass the line of scrimmage. Um, the ball
6: has to stop for it to to be dead, so it was still moving at the time. But I'll add just one more thing I mean, LSU fans probably had a sense of hope uh before that that happened, and then they were they could have been up three nothing, then they were down seven nothing, and then uh, Kayshawn gets a big uh touchdown seven seven, but after that it was all Georgia. But Really, the one thing I noticed was that that was, like, the least amount of LSU fans I've ever seen travel for SEC championship.
4: Hard to get those tickets. They didn't,
6: like, you have to, I guess they just knew that we didn't stand a chance, especially after losing A&M last week. Uh, but that was at least, like, 90-10 split for George, Georgia LSU fans. Georgia's
4: going to price people out of it with it being yeah. in their backyard. What do you all think yeah. about the idea of, of uh, cycling it around? You know, like, when Nashville gets their new stadium mm-hmm. – um, I mean, New Orleans. I'm going to add this Houston. to you.
5: This is something that SEC people, y'all, I believe that, and this is, this is, and don't, y'all don't join me saying this is me being a homer, but go ahead. It makes too much sense. Every SEC championship game should be in Nashville. It's the most central location for the entirety of the conference. I'm okay with What's that. Oklahoma home and, I yet. Yet. And, and, and I'm saying, especially though, because once the new Titan stadium is done, perfect. You have a good baseball park at First Tennessee Park where the Sounds play. Yes, Hoover, you know whatever. No, I'm good with ditching that. And then, and then basketball and everything else, you can either use Bridgestone or the new Titan Stadium. Both of them are good indoor stadiums. I mean, I mean, you know, especially for the basketball, they already do the women's tournament. I believe is there every year now at Bridgestone. You they know. played the men's there yeah, too. Yeah, they, they do. Uh, what? South Carolina? Yeah,
6: yeah, I mean, in they, in I, Greenville.
5: I mean, I mean, but it's one of the things, you know, where, where they've been – Nationals host that kind of stuff. It's a city that fans will want to go to. Yeah. You know, it's something that it's going to get people to travel to, like, you know, SEC, SEC championship, you know, football. Fans will – both families are going to want to go there, spend the whole weekend, you know. It's, it just makes sense. And it's more centrally located for everybody. There's a – the airport is about to be expanded. Airports, being, it's the process of being made bigger easier travel, which I'm going through there in two weeks to go home for Christmas and stuff. But the new airport's bigger, nicer. It's, I mean, yes, there's no Atlanta, but still there's flights easy to get to from everywhere in the conference. You know, it's, it makes too much sense. And I'm like, yeah. like in spe- especially with football, getting football there, everything, everything, everything there. Cause you're at that point, because I mean, think about when Texas and Texas and Oklahoma doing, how far away is, is Atlanta for everything? You know, that's, that's an additional four hours to Nashville, you know.
7: Yeah.
5: So right now it works. Yeah, but it, once I you think, bring in those teams, it that's just will. me raining
6: on that because I had this rant the other day. I think that's a good. I, I that's been. a good point. I mean, we already see SEC fans take over Nashville. Just look whenever uh, t- opposing teams play in Vanderbilt. <laughs> exactly. And don't it, I don't yeah, want y'all it, to think that's
5: just me being Homer, being from Nashville, and loving my hometown. No, I think that's or, a great proposal. So.
6: I mean, I I feel like. <laughs> It needs to change. I mean, you can't just have like Georgia, who's probably going to make it every year, just have a automatic home game. So, but you
4: see, I was going to tweet that out during the game, but then it would look like I'm just an angry LSU fan. Yeah, but yeah, you don't but, have to worry about Vanderbilt
6: having home field advantage. Right? I just had to say that. Uh, <laughs> except baseball, baseball, getting, like one every one in twenty years. But yeah, that, I mean, they wouldn't even get a home field advantage anyways because, like, at their even home stadium, they don't even. So, like, oh, and, I, and I'm also going to add this for baseball though, is that in Nashville though, because
5: you have Vanderbilt's park, which is, it's a small park, but it's still a good park. You also have first Tennessee park, which will give you two good fields to play on. Yeah.
7: yeah. You know, because
5: I mean, and that's the biggest issue right out with Hoover is you got one field to play on, you know, right. that you're going to have, yes, it's going to be a different play style because you'll have one's turf and one's gra- one's one's traditional, but still, and they're, they're really not far from each other too, where you could actually make it more feasible. Plus, Terrains rains. Play it variable. You play in the rain anyways.
3: Yeah, I think you know the Big Ten has gone to that with the whole uh, right in the middle, split it right down the middle type thing with the East and the West. They've put it's been in Indianapolis for quite some time in Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, and they found a pretty good stadium there. Your only teams close to there is is Purdue uh, being in the state, but uh, very rarely do we see them in there normally we'll see a Wisconsin or somebody like that over in the west. So uh I think it's a good middle ground ground for them. I think the SEC I think they should do it and they might they might do it. Uh, it we just don't know. Um especially with Georgia's success, I don't want to say Georgia's success would be the reason for them moving it. Uh and it just needs to be geographically a more centralized lo- location, but at the same time, we've got everybody moving to different conferences that don't belong in these conferences. So who knows at this point? Yeah, like
6: imagine USC makes it to the Big Ten Championship and they have to travel back to Indianapolis. I just yeah. like the idea of rotating it, you know, like get give
4: an economic boost to your different markets within the conference and give South Carolina fans a taste of Houston and give Oklahoma fans a taste of New Orleans and Louisiana fans a taste of Nashville and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of like – it's a cool region. You know, highlight the cities. you got a few NFL teams. Yeah, I mean, But it's not it's a, predetermined, you know.
5: But you got to do, do it as a dome, though. I mean, and there's only really three domes in the south. You know, really four right now. There's only four at the moment, five with Nashville. And you can't really do Dallas, which is in the footprint technically because that's where the,
4: you know. Yeah, the, I'd say Houston, New Orleans, are, Atlanta, and, and Nashville would be a good. Yeah. Pretty good. But even yeah. Houston's really stretching the footprint, though, I feel like for the east at least. Yeah, they got a lot of fans down there, though.
3: Well, it'll change, too. I center. mean, you're adding two teams from Texas. So, I mean, you really uh, – that wouldn't be bad. You're still within the bubble of of those teams if, if that was the case. As long as you're in uh, the South,
6: you're in the bubble. Yeah, same thing goes yeah. for the
3: Big Ten. I think there's plenty of options to move it all the way around if you want to. Indianapolis is an option. Uh, it is cold, but you've got options in Cleveland. Cincinnati. Detroit, baby. Uh, Ford no, Field. You can't <laughs> touch
6: the Ford Field. It's the match. Oh, so, no, hear, hear uh, me this.
3: Play, play it. at halftime. Play at <laughs> different.
4: Know the country. <laughs> yeah, Make it easy. Feel the West of
5: or, 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 or I say just Dude, play man. a mile high. It's in the middle now. If yeah, you, you, like you average things. out the geography right, of the entire conference, that's agreeing. probably the most center point.
4: You, in the Big Ten be. Championship at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> no,
5: it should be no. oh my gosh. No mile yeah. high. right mile high? It's in the middle somewhere.
3: Yeah.
5: It seems or, like or arrowhead. Play arrowhead?
3: See, I it's wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad if they played it in Kansas City. I think that's that's a good spot for it. But uh we spent a long time on that. but <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> it was a good exercise from- though. We learned yeah. our it was a, it was a fun yeah. conversation. It was educated offseason educational section of the show uh moving to the recap of of course for our upset picks uh some success uh this weekend some not success both sides uh it was hard to pick
4: you know we were picking against champions there was no no lame duck sitting there for us to shoot
3: no and of course (laughs) uh, it is sponsored by buffalo bayou brewing company uh if you guys want to go head over to www.buffbrew.com go check out all their goodies uh and their beer and their food uh hear great things about it we still got to get out there for a show uh eventually um over in that neck of the woods so we'll be doing that real soon hopefully uh, once the new year starts uh but if you guys want to go ahead over there and see all of their specialty beer i think they're running some for the christmas time right now uh, from what I've seen, uh, but if you guys want to go check all that out, it's at www.buffbrew.com. Um, getting to our upset picks, Tyler. What were our upset picks? I I, oh. I don't even remember upset picks. Okay. Uh, but I think I remember mine. My first mine was uh, I picked Utah to win the game yep. over over sure USC, did. and and that did come true. Uh, thank God. So that was a a one and zero start going into the weekend.
6: Yeah, and then after that, uh, the eleven o'clock game on Saturday, we went to two and zero oh myself. I've been on a heater with these upseller picks. I think I'm on like a four week streak. I had number ten Kansas State over number three TCU. I was on edge for most of the time. I was wanting like TCU to win so that they can you know still make the playoff and not ba- and Bama not backdoor in their way. But ultimately, it didn't matter. So it was a win win scenario for me. So. K-State over TCU made us 2-0, and and then uh, we finished off the season with 2-2. and Chet, 14 for an shoot did not get the job done. Over number one, Georgia, and Wade's picked North Carolina. Poor old North Carolina, couldn't get the job done over Clemson.
4: Well, it was worth a shot, but I think <laughs> Clemson found their quarterback uh, of the future, so they just took it and ran with it. And UNC yep. kind of stumbled down the stretch, but uh, Drake May will be back.
3: Yeah, and we'll get to Clemson's quarterback situation uh, coming up here in a minute. But, of course, uh, for the news for, you know, our our college football, you know, first biggest thing uh, of the weekend after uh, Deion Sanders and his Jackson State uh, team goes in and wins the SWAC championship. But uh, he has decided to sign the contract with Colorado University uh, to be their next head coach. What are y'all's thoughts on it? Because... My first initial thought is, what the hell is he doing? Because <laughs> it is a busted program, it yeah. is upside down, and uh, it could be a long time. But I want to get y'all's thoughts, uh, of course, on this interesting move.
6: It's Mighty gonna be talks, an, maybe, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a multi-year rebuild. I hope that uh, Dion's ready for it because I mean, it's not gonna be like Jackson State where you can go twelve and zero, twelve and zero, and twelve and zero every year uh, and make it to the Celebration Bowl. And, you know, in the SWAC, I mean, this is a different brand. I mean, the Pac 12, I feel like even with you uh, losing USC and UCLA, you have other teams. You know, we saw what Washington did this season. They went 10 and 2. Oregon State was another team as well. They went 9 and 3. We've seen what Utah is doing, what Oregon's doing. So I feel like Colorado is a, is a bottom dweller right now, along with the likes of Stanford, you know, with David Shaw resigning from that program as well. So the Colorado. I mean, let's see if he gets some talent. I mean, he has a name brand. You know, everyone's gonna play want to play with Dion. We'll see if uh, he gets his son. You know, do we see Travis Hunter uh, transferring with him? You know, as well. So we'll see what NIL DLC comes up with out there in Boulder. Uh, but I'm I'm excited to see uh, what Pro- Coach Prime can do out there uh, in the in the in the West with. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. I have no expectations. <laughs>
4: I mean, I think it makes sense for both sides. (laughs) I mean, Colorado, you have nothing to lose. We wouldn't be talking about college football in Colorado if, if this didn't happen. And if you're Deion Sanders, I get it because you get a power five offer on the table. I know that Cincinnati offered him as well. That technically is a power five job. Now that probably would have been a little easier of a situation to step into. Um, uh i don't know i don't know if it's much of a fit at all but i mean that's a pretty big jump you know from jackson state which really you know you can call it an fcs program but they kind of sit in their own little world with the swag uh they don't participate in the fcs playoffs so we don't even know if they're truly the best fcs team uh so for him to jump all the way into the power five with only like Three or four years of head coaching experience. That, that's quite the jump. So we'll see how it works out.
5: I'm going to say, though, I don't think it's a good fit at all. Like, what makes people think that his personality and the way he is is going to fit in that part of the country? Let's be honest. Yeah. I
4: mean, I mean, a I, weird mean he's
5: a, I mean, he's a very like Southern kind of person, the way he acts and the way he behaves. You know, I mean, he went to Florida State. I feel like more of the way he is. I honestly kind of figured he, he he may go to the USF job maybe at the first, you know, that seemed like a good, really good fit stepping stone for me. that's Yeah, a good stepping stone. I mean, yeah. mean, you know, that's a mid-major school. I mean, it's in the American Conference, you know. I feel like that would have been a better step than Colorado, which is one of the bottom 10 teams in the country in FBS. Yeah. It consistently is, like, that it just seems like a bad fit, like, What leads him to think maybe there's some NIL money going for him there maybe, but still like, and even when the rumors are like, he'd have to be insane to take that job. Like there's nothing about that job makes me think he's going to be successful and he'll be gone two years, two, three years at most. He'll be gone.
3: If If they don't fire him, he'll
5: quit. I think.
3: Well, wait, Wade, you brought something off that got a light bulb click in my head, but it is that, you know, it's a little lower level than this is, but I, LSU with the whole Brian Kelly situation, you know, Brian Kelly really had to come in and you know, quote unquote win the fans over and win the win the organization and the fan base over. Uh you mentioned Cincinnati for Dion, and I think that being an issue, I think him not going there would be number one, it's gonna be hard it would be hard to win that fan base over with Luke Fickle being there and with all the success that they had. Uh, to go to somebody like Deion Sanders. Uh, I think he has an easier time winning over and uh, kind of gaining the trust of the fan base from Colorado because they currently have nothing. I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, if they don't have anything. So, I mean, something's better than nothing. And if uh, if Deion is that person then it is, I think he did move too fast. I, I was looking for him to go to a group of five school next uh, from there because that FCS jump, most of the time would be a group of five school just seems too early um we'll see how long it lasts on the west coast forum i mean we've seen a lot of these coaches go out west and never come back uh, in one of those cases i mean that happened to chip kelly and he's out there for the rest of his life uh (laughs) held hostage basically so i I feel like it it, it's interesting for for Dion to do that uh it might be just because it might be because he's a part of barstool and uh it is a boulder colorado so (laughs) maybe maybe that had something to do with it um but it seems like uh dion is going to find a new home and i watched a couple of the videos that colorado put out there like their their hype stuff for dion and everything else (laughs) it's Uh, pretty second rate (laughs) it was it was pretty weird i I think usf
4: job but it made the most sense like neil said i think that would have been a good stepping stone you got the Florida connection and then when the Florida job or Florida state or Miami job opens up in the near future, then you jump on that, but he's going to have a hard time proving that he's worth another power five job. In my opinion, based on the success or the lack of that he'll have at Colorado. You never know. That. He can go there and pull off the, pull off the miracle.
5: The conference know. does
4: allow you to go from top to bottom pretty quickly. I mean, look at Washington state and Oregon state, you know, those are two teams playing for bowl games. USC, um, to be they, honest, yeah, and USC climbed up quickly again. So let's look
3: at Tulane. Look at Tulane, two and ten yeah. last year, and all of a sudden yeah. they flipped the script and gone ten and two. I mean, that's another program there. They're not a Power Five, but they're still a a pretty good program that's gone up uh, quite a bit. Uh, Chet, Chet said uh, he's in our comments tonight, even though he's not here. He said, "Just watch Dion intro to the team." He said. Uh, made a very interesting impression telling players to transfer to make room for his guys. Uh, I was going to bring that up with that. you know, Are we going to see a lot of his Jackson State transfers follow him mm. and all get on the Greyhound bus and all go out together yep. to
4: college I think more transfer portal players, gonna, you know, like guys that ask, he wants to bring in.
5: I'm going to ask this. Bold of Dion to already get the NCAA on his back day one. Yeah. If he actually said that, the NCAA is going to be – already on his doorstep because that is the wild west
4: neil there are no rules but you just can't tell people to
5: like that that is a that's one of the few big no-nos that still exist in the ncaa yeah
4: (laughs) because you're supposed to have their scholarship guaranteed and to graduate and because we got to preserve academics and all that like i'm I'm impressed
5: because it's i'm not surprised if he said that if you really did but that to me is bold move starting off like that
4: If he's serious about the job, he will not bring more than three Jackson State players with him. I mean, as big of a jump as we talked about it from a coach to go up there, think about the players. I mean, he brought in some talent. Travis Hunter, he could go start at Colorado, sure. Maybe his son, Schrader Sanders, he could probably start at Colorado because they don't have anything. But beyond that, there's just a different kind of player that you need to compete at the Power 5 level. And if he wants to have success, he doesn't need to play favorites. He doesn't need to bring in his friends. He needs to just hit the transfer portal, bring in Power 5 talent that he can really work with and then really swing for the fences on recruits.
3: Okay, so Chet, Chet, is, Chet is elaborating on his on his oh, statement yeah. there. This makes more sense now. He said uh, said it was more of uh, if you aren't here to buy into the plan, uh, then you better transfer because I've got guys who can fill in. Uh, I, I can – that sounds a little better there. Um, it's more of <laughs> – more of uh, he doesn't want guys to just get up and leave because of uh, it being Deion Sanders. And, you know, I think a lot of the hype – and there might be – this might be the thought with some of the players just trying to get inside of their minds for a second, being that it's going to be more than about me and about the team and the program. It's going to be more about Deion Sanders and his success. Uh, and some and some guys might not be along for the ride in that situation. Um, some people weren't along for the ride in that situation in Jackson State, and they dip. So I think uh, – I mean, I but also at
5: the same time, though, but every every new coach says that to his team, like, hey, that you better buy into my system. I mean, look at what we've – what has been publicly said about Brian Kelly at LSU, the way he's been very vocal about getting guys into his spine, his system, you know. You know, it's – you know, that's exactly what every coach does, you know. Every coach comes in, especially with teams that have had – Major disciplinary and leadership issues. Yeah, that's pretty. If, that, if that's more how he said it, then it's not that big of a deal. Then it's more normal.
3: Yeah, and I think the last thing on Dion uh, is that I will be very upset if Dion does not ride Ralphie the Buffalo into the stadium <laughs> on the first home game. I will be He's very upset. Ralphie
6: the Is ice. he gonna? Is he gonna get Ralphie a grill? Yeah, he's yeah, going to ice out yeah, the
3: Buffalo. Yeah. Ice out the Buffalo running out there. <laughs> Guys, they uh, need
4: a new stadium. He's got to get on that. Maybe they just brought him in to to pitch and talk to boosters and get a new stadium because that thing, they showed an overhead shot in that very lackluster hype video that Jacob uh, mentioned, and uh, it kind of looks like it's falling apart.
3: <laughs> it is, yeah. It is a very like old stadium. Dragging. Yeah, it's, it's 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 sitting on the fault line currently.
5: We need to ask Ryan about it. To be honest, with you. He, he's probably more than any of us would. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan would definitely. Have, and I'm curious his take on this whole thing as a Colorado alumni. See what he. I, I mean, I might need to text him to see what he has to say about it all. He might yeah, uh, he
4: go out there for some games. <laughs> he might. <laughs> oh.
3: But uh, you know, with the whole coaching carousel already started and moving around uh, as usual. Uh, So has the transfer portal with a lot of interesting people moving around. Uh, Drew Pine is now in the transfer portal as well. Uh, DJ, you decided he's going to the transfer portal based on uh, the success. Is that official? Yep. Yes. Oh, shoot. Okay. Based
6: on the
4: success. One day later. Where does he
6: go? Coastal Carolina.
4: (laughs) Hold on. Can I make one more comment about Dion before I forget? Sure. sure. And it, it ties into your transfer portal thing. I was just scrolling on TikTok on my For You page. And one of Dion's players at uh, Jackson State declared for the transfer portal in a TikTok, one like, <laughs> two hours before. Is that going
6: to be the new thing of guys just? Hey, I, I'm, the next commitment and like, the commitment videos and the transfer portal videos are he, all going to be on TikTok now. Oh, everybody join my TikTok.
3: Everybody join my TikTok <laughs> live so I can declare where I'm playing. It wasn't my even our football.
4: He used a sound, like one of those trending like filters and sounds, and it was like him floating away on a boat and he's like me floating on my way to the transfer portal. <laughs> it's like dude. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's that's pretty great. We hadn't even officially announced the job yet, but anyways, yes, a lot of people in the transfer portal in this new age of football.
3: Yeah, you got uh basically three main quarterbacks. Uh you know, mentioned two and the third one being Graham Mertz, uh, from Wisconsin. Is transferred. Uh, Tyler had an interesting take that Drew Pine would be the next quarterback for Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, based on the move that they've made, he just looks like uh, a
4: prototypical Wisconsin quarterback. To be, he begin does with, seem like one. There might be a little bit of a collusion effort there between Fickle and Pine. Because why would Pine enter the portal that quickly? You know.
0: Yep.
3: And there's one other, you know, thing with being in the Big Ten with uh, Iowa. I think that they're going to have to get a transfer quarterback. Dirty got oh,
4: one. I, I think they got your boy, he he
6: McNamara. Your boy.
3: that's right. They did.
6: Uh, Will they actually be able to score a touchdown now? With him? Dang,
4: he committed to them before they even played for the Big Ten championship.
7: <laughs>
6: yeah, that's rough. I mean, that's that's when you know that you're. He's going to suck around and possibly got a ring and then dipped. And on Somebody that note, I, I want to ask you this though
5: about Go this ahead. whole portal thing: if 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 your coach leaves. Do you have any issue with, with players leaving that program?
3: No,
4: because college is a short period of time and these guys got a small opportunity to make something for themselves. So I get where a lot of this comes from, but I think a lot of them jump ship too early. I mean, you also yeah. only need one good season of college football to to get drafted in the top five. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. So,
5: yeah, I mean, I've I, 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 I always been nervous from the start about like people who commit and the coaching gets fired and whatnot. I've always been like shoot, that that you go to a school because the coach and the scheme they run, like, I've always been like, Oh cool. Coach leaves. I don't expect you to stick around. You know, that makes too much sense, you know, like I don't. And I've talked to people who are like, Oh no, they go to that school for the school, not the team. And I'm like, what?
4: No, I can see it both ways, but I mean, I don't fault the guys, but on that kind (laughs) of to your point, um, the third-string quarterback in a lot of these situations is one of the most important people on the team because not only do you have guys that will transfer before the season's even over, you have other guys like UCF's quarterback, their backup, said that he wasn't going to play um, in their conference championship game because it would burn his red shirt. And and it's like, your I job mean, at that point is to be the backup quarterback. Like, sorry. You know, that Last year. So... You know, some of these guys like Michigan, they're a playoff team. I don't know yeah. if J.J. McCarthy is going to be on the playoff roster. So they have to have a faith in their third string quarterback to to come in. If um, I, I didn't mean McCarthy, I meant McMara. If McCarthy goes down, then the third string guy is going to have to come in. So <laughs> that's the part of it that causes trouble to me. I think that you shouldn't be able to announce anything or recommit until like after the
6: new year, at least. Wait, there was one exception to what you said about a player, you know, having, you know, that one season and being pretty much a first-round pick. He had an okay year with Penn State, an okay year with Kentucky. Can you guess this player? And he's still getting top five. Will Levis. Yes. Ding, ding, hey, ding. he had three
4: years of experience. I mean, look at, like, Trey Lance. He played, like, 15 yeah. collegiate games, and he was a top three pick.
7: Yeah. Carson goes, wins, too.
3: Yeah. yeah, and then you go and get your foot turned uh... – Look at
4: Mitch Trubisky degrees. one season. It didn't yep. really work out, but got his money.
3: Yeah. Yep. So all of this talk reminds me of uh, what happened today in regards to uh, what our playoff is going to look like. So we have our top four for the playoff that came out at noon today. And uh, the top four consist of Georgia at one, Uh Michigan stays there at two with their win. TCU loses in overtime, but still stays at three. Uh, And Ohio State has kicked uh, USC to the curb and said that we're taking that fourth spot. Um, So, per usual, it is –
0: are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non invasive, non surgical, and drug free. Start your journey to a pain free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303 292 9992, now in Lowry or downtown.
3: Three teams that are basically uh, SEC or Big Ten, and then you've got uh, your one little happy Big 12 team uh, that's holding <laughs> on, apparently. There wasn't even a Big 12 champion. When's the last that time wasn't we've a seen big that? <laughs> Uh, Mike, I
6: didn't even tell you.
3: It has been a little while, so that um, that begs me the question, did our fun little committee that gets paid way too much money to not do their job make the right call? The funny the right. Uh, yeah, did the boo-boo get it right?
5: I'm going to say this, though. I'm I'm just in the opinion. The reason my TCU didn't drop to four was they didn't want to have a rematch of Ohio State
7: Michigan. Exactly. They
6: wouldn't admit I to said. it. They wouldn't admit to it. They wouldn't admit to it, but that's why anybody, anybody, know, know, anybody knows that's the, like the case. the back of my hand, that they wouldn't do that. They don't match to a, much of
3: anything these days. No, times.
5: and I was, and, and and I saw yesterday where they were where they were doing that, I was like, I live like 10 minutes from where the committee's at. I, I was almost tempted to go figure out where they were at yesterday. Drop an there.
4: AirPod in there, Neil.
5: <laughs> I was almost, <laughs> I was like, part of, me, part, part of me was like, I'm 15 minutes from where they're at. I could definitely figure, I could definitely sneak in there, and have some kind of halfway-looking credential and pull something off if I really want to. You probably have some uh, credentials from back in the day. None of them that look anywhere good enough for that, but still. <laughs> but still, it's one of those things, like, like, you know, I was, I was like, oh, it's the Gaylord Grapevine? Oh, that's like 15 minutes from the
4: house. That's, that's close enough to figure out how to get around there. I think they got uh, it no. right. Yeah, like, no. I, just, I mean, you, it's hard to put Ohio State above TCU and TCU – didn't get to sit on their couch yesterday like Ohio State did. So I get it from that standpoint. But, you know, they're gonna I, I like where the direction's going with uh the twelve teams and then the four have to be the top four have to be conference champions. I think that preserves the importance of the the championship games, but um yeah, it's a little disheartening when like Teams are getting punished for losing in a college football – I mean, a conference championship game and a team like Ohio State gets to slide right
6: in. And uh, honestly, I, I think like, they give Georgia That's a fight. another thing. I feel like how many years out of this – the way that the college football playoff has been around that Ohio State has backed door their way. I can think 2016. Uh, Penn State was a conference champion 10-2, uh, and two, and they beat – Ohio State in the regular season. I know that Ohio State had one loss, but the head-to-heads don't matter. Like, just look at what happened for this last several weeks with Alabama and Tennessee. I know that you know Tennessee's two losses aren't great. You know, they're two blowout you know losses, but you have the head-to-head. You beat the team on the field. You should be ahead of them. I mean, they did a good job. You know, with ranking Florida State over LSU in that time, they did a good job with Oregon State over Oregon. But I, it's just just bias over Alabama. I, I was just just like holding on for dear life uh, that, you know, TCU, even with the loss, you know, even you look at the, the two resumes combined, TCU has the way better resume than Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State's best win is Penn State right now and then Notre Dame. Uh, but TCU already had uh, five top 25 wins uh, on their resume. But, I mean, they, if they would have got blown out, sure, you could have put Alabama and, and Tennessee in the discussion. But they only lost pretty much uh, on not getting – a single yard so you can't really fault them in that and i definitely get why they kept them there uh to to avoid the matchup because that would also do a disheartening on, on michigan so they'll give them tcu and georgia against ohio state so i think the playoff committee uh did it right i mean for once uh, we'll get uh two uh, big ten teams uh, in here uh so uh mr big ten himself uh can root on his fellow big ten comrades
3: yeah um, I'm i'm <laughs> of the opinion unlike you guys uh or it's SEC all the time and if it's an SEC team we're going to root for them that is not uh us in the 10 because Penn State will never root for uh Michigan nor That's Ohio why I brought it State up. <laughs> to do uh to do any of the sort. I I feel like <clears throat> it- it's and it's bad because not a single team in the west is ranked and there's three teams in the east that are ranked in the top 10 and that's an issue in itself. Um, maybe they need to realign – not realign it, but get rid of divisions and just take your two best teams yes. at that point because you would eliminate the chance of Ohio <laughs> State and Michigan, you know, both making it to a playoff yeah. in that sense because of them playing against each other if they are the two best teams at the end of the day. Uh, kind of like the Big 12 does it. I think that's how it should be done uh, across the board. Get rid of your I divisions. Agree. And that's yeah, what the yeah.
6: SEC is looking to do as well. I mean, Greg Sankey has said multiple times that they're going to go away from the divisions and just take the, the top two. Well, and
4: look, if you do it like that, you could have it all, like, at the end of the day, all of this is determined by the playoff rankings, not head-to-heads, like you said, Tyler. So yeah. I don't care that LSU beat Alabama or that Tennessee beat Alabama and LSU. If the committee's got Alabama at number Six and lSU at number fourteen, it should have been Georgia versus Alabama yesterday, and I know that's tough for people to hear, and maybe they need to redo the committee so that Please. we have <laughs> rankings but it there should be number one versus number two in every conference playing and if you're not playing on that final weekend of college football you're ineligible for the playoff and so if you're number not three again. in the SEC or the big Ten, tough luck you're not a top four team in the country and that way, we have a level playing field to pull from, and I think you, if you got to that point, I don't even think you need a 12 man playoff. I think that, in a fact, in a in a way, it's kind of a de facto 12 man playoff because you have all the top teams playing, you know, to win their region, quote unquote, and then take the top four and let them battle it out. But yeah, I think Jacobs right. You gotta gotta just take the top two teams. I mean, Purdue. It's nice <laughs> that they won their half, but it. it threw off the landscape of, of college football because we needed to see that Michigan-Ohio State rematch yesterday.
6: We might if they both make it all the well,
3: way. I, I just think that that's so low of a chance, knowing yeah. how good Georgia's played. Uh, Ohio State has struggled. They're banged up still. It. Uh, I mean, speaking of, we'll get into it, but uh, now that Tyler's gotten into it, and uh, I, I, I think first things first, well, closing out with with this yeah wade i i do agree maybe the 12 team isn't right and i've been so high on the twelve. i think team. it is
6: it's right yeah. for the group of five and they, that way every year they have a chance sure.
3: sure i think but i still think there's another way for them to incorporate the group of five in that sense because if you just take the group of five as a whole and you view it as one conference within itself take your two best teams uh Within the group of five, because really, that's what we see every year anyways. But then the top 25, we see two good group of five teams, possibly three at some times. I mean, your two best uh, this season were really Tulane and UCF. Uh, So, I mean, really, those are your two teams from there. You've got two Mm -hmm. teams from your other ones and that that's 12 teams uh, right there. So I still think you can do it uh, just conference wise. It makes more sense to take your top two teams across the board. Um it just make Iowa. for better
6: games and less blowouts and sure, make it more just, meaningful. It,
4: it makes everyone play the same number of games and it just there's no what ifs, you know. Like if you know, for Southern Cal, they're sitting there crying because they did play their game and Ohio State didn't. But you yeah. know, Southern Cal can't beat Utah, then they don't need to be in the playoff. But Ohio State can't just sit there and say, Oh yeah, we would have won yesterday. Like no, no, guys, we, deep
6: like by twenty five at home the week prior, like oh you get another chance, now you have Georgia.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> and I, it also I think
4: that's how it's gotta be.
3: And it also gives teams a chance to play each other more uh within the conference because they just don't some teams just don't play each other, period. Yeah. And and it gives an opportunity for teams to play each other, um that you don't see so within the conference at least. I mean and with them getting uh, so
5: big now. That makes a lot I of I mean, mean I mean, but you also hear – as you hear from Sanky's also said that in the, with the addition of the two teams, their goal is to make it where you play everybody in a four-year span. You know?
7: Yeah.
3: I think and, it should and, be less than – I mean,
5: I, mean, I mean, really, you should play – you should really you should play every stadium in a four-year span. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is somebody, you know, like, like obviously in my time, I went to everywhere but two schools in SEC. I played everybody, but I never got to go to South Carolina and I never got to go to Georgia. And then you know, take away be, the
6: neutral site, the Florida Georgia, because those kids don't get to experience you know a game. In the no, keep game. no, no. I just no. don't understand. I keep those.
5: Like, I, I'm cool with those. Keeping those. Like to me, I really want to see the Red River Shootout stay with with the addition of, the, of Texas and Oklahoma. You know, I, 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 I love those kind of those games are fun to me. If it's a true neutral site, not one of these halfway neutral sites. You know, I'm. But I'm also like a fan of like a true neutral site, not like. LSU playing New Orleans, to me, that's kind of a dumb neutral site. Like, do yep. a true neutral site. Like, you know, you know like, like the shootout's a true neutral site.
6: The cocktail part is a true site. That's why I need even thing. more, like, not true home and homes. Oh, let's go play in Orlando in New Orleans. And, oh, speaking of that, did you all realize
5: that yep. LSU and Florida State are both ending the year at that stadium, mm-hmm. and they're both starting the year at that stadium next year? Yep, that's a storyline sure to, to keep in mind the offseason. It's kind, of, yeah. kind of funny how both teams are eating at the, in the Cheez-It-sponsored bowl. The Cheez-It bowl.
4: Which
7: one Cheez-It is the Cheez-It bowl? bowl? I've,
6: been, I've gotten confused. The State 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 one, one they're, they're like the it's Cheez-It bowl. The Citrus Bowl is sponsored now by Cheez-It. It's okay, because like, I, I saw an LSU Cheez-It shirt. I thought yeah. it was uh, b doves sponsoring it. but you know, I guess they, they So it B-Dub's
5: It's it's changed every year. It was b Doves in 16, then it was, it was – VRBO. Uh, yeah, no, no 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 there was anderson's boat, overton uh, overton uh, overton's right. there's vrbo, VRBO but vrbo is. just they're the new fiesta bowl sponsor Some of these sponsors so they, are
4: just dumb so severe so how about the sports scramble bowl i think we could right. win the,
3: uh, right so the jimmy Birmingham kimmel's bowl. got his own bowl the best one though is
6: the bad boy's bowl
4: yes
5: by far for the or the Ray, Raycon, Raycon Independence Bowl now.
4: Yeah, that <laughs> one's changed hands a good bit. Walk-ons gave it up. Yeah, yeah so, it wasn't doing them good.
3: I think uh, Chet says he thinks we could we could swing that. Uh, that uh... Hey, Shreveport would be
4: pretty uh, pretty centrally located
6: relatively. Where <laughs> we host this uh, bowl game Shreveport. we take over the Shreveport game. No, well, I don't want that. Play laffy. We can build a stadium on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and put it in Biloxi. There we go. Right, <laughs> right makes sense. <laughs> yeah, good luck getting someone life. to
4: insure it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> just yeah, so there, we could just play in a
6: high school stadium. That's pretty much where the Independence Bowl is played, anyways. Yeah, exactly.
5: But put, yeah. put, should, should play Mobile at the uh, Senior Bowl stadium. Why not hey, the new stadium?
6: Yeah, yeah they've, got, they've got the linden. Tree. we got the Linden Tree Bowl. We have to go to work somewhere where there's no there's a good enough Baton Rouge Bowl, baby. Is it good enough? To, oh, we no, got Tiger, Tiger Stadium ready and to go. <laughs> hey, can we get some sports <laughs> units uh, for our people that way they can have a, a room and board? To stay in. <laughs> yeah, just so you know, some guys in, in Qatar. Uh,
3: I, I think uh, that brings us into what's what is y'all's bowl game that you're looking forward to the most? You know, once we get here in the bowl season coming up,
6: there's a lot of good ones. Oh. And I'm going to have to scroll, so someone else go. I'm going to go Sure. Honestly, I think
4: the way K-State's <laughs> played, that could be a decent game against Alabama. I'm looking forward to the Tennessee Clemson Bowl, a.k.a. the South Carolina wrecked my playoff hopes and dreams bowl. Yes. Because um, if South Carolina didn't beat one of those two teams, I mean, I think they would have an argument to get into the playoff over Ohio State. So it's interesting to see how those teams will show up. I think that – we'll have a good matchup because both quarterbacks have something to prove, you know, like Joe Milton, he's got the physical traits to be an NFL quarterback. So if he kind of shows out against Clemson, he might get a combine invite and then uh, Cade Klubnik, he's going to be Clemson's guy going forward.
6: So uh,
4: I think that's going to be a really good game in Miami.
6: I think Jacob and I will agree on this one is the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all Penn state versus Utah. This is going to be a tough one to pick for me. I mean, I'm going to spend the next few weeks just thinking about who am I going to pick in this game. But I feel like this is going to be the best Rose Bowl, I mean, that we've had in a while. I mean, we had the game of the year last year, so I think that it's going to be hard uh, to top that one. So Utah storyline, they're going to try and get revenge uh, on last year. Ohio State uh, beat them, but Penn State's trying to, you know, avenge some demons uh, in their last uh, Rose Bowl I keep bringing up to Jacob, but this will be my last time that I bring it up. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a really good game. These are uh, two teams that I've been high on uh, all year, so uh, they'll get to battle it out at the granddaddy of them all.
3: I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna one up you, Tyler. Uh, for me, it's the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with in that one. Uh, it's South Carolina versus Notre Dame.
4: Bro, that was a good uh, I game. Please a, say really where.
6: You know what I saw? I saw on Barstool's South Carolina Twitter. It, they said the Cox versus the Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
3: perfect perfect for that game. Uh no, I think South Carolina has a lot of momentum uh from where they finished the season at. It should be a really good game uh against Notre Dame, who's a very uh strong defensive team. So that's mine. Uh Notre Dame right now opens as a three and a half, but that means nope. nothing as of right now. Bet, so.
6: bet the game, Cox. Yeah, That'll
4: be a good matchup for sure. South Carolina will get some fans down there.
3: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um you know moving towards this is our fun segment. This is my fa- the my favorite segment of the show. Uh and that being the who got that dog, you know, picks of the <laughs> week. Uh, and of course, they're presented by Piper Golf if you guys want to check out what they have to offer in their golf balls. They have them for every level. Uh, golfer out there uh, from your tour professional all the way down to your beginner uh, if you guys want to go check out what they have to offer, uh, hit them up at piper.golf slash scramble 10 uh, you guys can use that code there uh, at checkout and go uh, get yourself some golf balls, try them out they uh, are tour quality balls at the non-tour price uh, so check those out at piper.golf slash sportscramble10 and um, Who got that dog in him picks? Tyler, I know you want to roll the intro because it's like your favorite thing to do. So I'll let you roll the intro.
6: I'll click it away. Here we go.
3: (laughs) And opening with uh, who got that dog in him. uh, I know Tyler is anticipated for his who got that dog in him because he knows exactly who it is. uh, And I couldn't agree more.
6: Yeah, I couldn't agree more either For what I just saw a couple hours ago. Down there, the Blinda, Jose Alvarado, coming off of the bench, 38 points, eight triples, and the Pelicans' big win at home. So Jose Alvarado, Grand Theft Alvarado got that dog in him. Once again, that's my second overall selection from him. So Jose Alvarado.
4: All right. Joe Burrow's got that dog in him. I mean, who says the dog can't? It doesn't always have to be an underdog. It could be a big dog and uh Joe just met. <laughs> So he um stood up Mahomes at home today, you know, not literally cuz they're never on the field at the same time. I think it is comical how we pit quarterback matchups like they're pretty independent. Neither one can affect each other, but he did outduel him in a sense and uh really just controlled that game down the stretch. So I enjoyed watching it and got to go with Burrow. Uh I guess I'm going to have to go with
5: Kansas State as a whole. That team, you know, for how good TCU's been in those close games, those, how many times have they had their back against the wall and been able to pull, off the, pull it off? Kansas State managed to not let them pull it off for once. That's pretty impressive as a whole. You know, it's – I mean, so many games TCU should have lost, but didn't – but then for Kansas for State to finally do it in overtime, you know, it takes a lot to be able to, you know, beat the team that – pull up put all those moves on you on everybody
3: yeah and for my who got that dog and i'm i'm gonna go with uh cam rising and the utah utes uh absolute domination against the usc trojans basically showed them up that your transfers don't matter uh and take yourself to the big 10 already uh and he said that that in the post game (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah so (laughs) i uh i think that uh it was a great win for them a 23 point win over a team that's ranked four in the country uh kind of a too much hype number four in the country uh they got shown the door twice this year by the same team so uh good on utah for doing that and a good season for them going to the rose bowl um next thing is is uh the world cup guys i know it's kind of sad i know uh, I don't know if y'all were up watching it. I was up watching it. I
4: watched USA on yeah, Saturday. Um,
3: yeah. So in USA, they they can't get it done against the Netherlands. Of course, the Netherlands is tough a powerhouse team. Draw. Yeah. So I think. Uh, yeah, it was luck of the draw for them with that one. I, I I think that they got a bad team there with
6: the with that round. I think of I the team. Netherlands
4: going to the championship against Brazil. Jeez. So, yeah.
6: All right. I think overall, <laughs> I mean. It was a good, it was. I mean, you got to think about it. This is a very young team. I mean, there's a reason that this team hasn't been to the World Cup in eight years. And to make it out of that group stage, I mean, to talk, to get the draw with England, uh, that was huge. You know, I know that game one didn't go so well. You're up uh, 1 0, and then Wales uh, scores on the 86th minute uh, with Garrett Bale uh, getting that penalty. Uh, but you're able to beat Iran uh, 1 one 0 nil over uh, Christian Pulisic uh, over that uh, gold, but it was a it was a you know a tough draw uh, with Netherlands. And even if you win that game, you have Argentina waiting on your doorstep. And then if you win that game, you have Brazil. So it was going to come to uh, the end uh, eventually. Uh, so all in all, you know the Netherlands just put it on you. I mean, they went up to nothing at the half. Uh, you, you scored in the sixty fifth minute, and then after that, the Netherlands uh, answered right back. So uh the Netherlands, i mean it's going to get a test uh, against argentina that was my my pick uh to win it all but i didn't get my bracket in so it's not official i won't get any points Uh, but in the end you got to feel good about usa's uh, chances uh, for for competing at the next world cup in four years
3: yeah i think there's a lot of time for development the youngest team really out there uh in the world cup you know this year i mean uh, you know, a lot of pressure, I think. These these are moments when I hate TikTok because all I scrolled through my For You feed was just endless hype videos of the U.S. making the round of 16 uh, and them, you know, being on this great journey that we haven't seen in 20 years and everything. And I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. But the problem is, is that, I mean, the U.S. is a decent soccer team, but we also get to the, the story of, there's a reason it's called football in other countries. And there's a reason we call football football in our country. Yeah. USA
6: fans, uh, got over that one. Yeah. They, yeah. they flipped it all Like, Oh, let's just watch actual football. And then you got a good game of K State and TCU to lead it off. So,
3: yeah. So I, I, I just feel like soccer is not the U S main sport. That is football in other countries. That is their sport. Uh, <laughs> they do not have baseball and, and football, you know, as in the pigskin football, but it's it's arguably the only sport that they have, and the biggest thing that they do have, and the talent is so much more over there, uh, just because of you have a lot of guys that were playing for the U.S. that play their club soccer in Arsenal or or somebody else in England. Uh, it it just there's just not that much here for the in the United States as far as soccer goes at the professional level.
5: Something I kind of add to that is how many I'm guessing y'all see it too of everybody talking about like if, if we actually put all of our all, all, all of all our athletes into soccer that would be really good like I
4: Yeah mean, if you have some
5: y'all see that trend and I'm like you would think because you're good athletes in one sport they'd be good at other sports but because you're because you're big and fast doesn't necessarily mean you have that kind of coordination with your feet. Because I mean, like, well, the point weird... would be like,
4: if instead of grabbing a football at
5: age, Oh, eight, I, oh, I know that, but I know that, but still like, there's, I feel like this skill set, even like, I mean, there's always an argument of how many people, how many basketball players be really good at say, baseball or football or vice versa. You know, that's an age old argument, you know, of the greatest athletes. I feel like soccer
4: is a different skill set that like,
5: that it wouldn't necessarily translate as well. Again, you know, but well then we need that to quit amazing. doing
4: the international NFL games and have them play local talent. Have the Jaguars go play a team of Londoners in football, and then we can just <laughs> get I mean that. I mean but you mentioned baseball baseball's got a pretty international at this point though. Oh baseball I mean, definitely
5: has I oh, mean yeah. I think each sport has its own little and I mean I mean baseball's huge football. in South America, you know, since South America and even Asia now, basketball's big all over Asia now. I like guess they're, they're gonna uh, go our American sports players, are making yeah, I mean a lot of our a lot of a lot of our American sports have expanded different markets. You know, basketball is also really big in Europe too.
4: You know, as soon as there's an NFL player worthy elsewhere, they will go find them. They will go get them. It's not a about stockpiling American talent. I mean, but can we get soccer to the point? And I think it is. I think it's growing. Um, the MLS, but yeah, like Jacob said, they're all playing club elsewhere. We don't have. You know, it's, I think I'd be thing more thing interested now. in it if I could follow an MLS team that was close to my city or something, and then I saw him go play for our national team. But it's like even those guys aren't good enough to play on our national team.
5: I mean, it's that whole money thing, you know. It's like, I mean, it's, they, they if you look at all, all the big athletes, I know hockey, there's a lot of hockey players in Europe that come play in America, you know, for a reason. is It's just the opposite for soccer, you know or basketball players over in Europe come, you know, come over to America. Like it's
4: Yeah, we're it's the sports, host, you know? Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. yeah you know,
5: you know, I mean, it's just soccer is big in Europe. It's where the basis is. The best best people from North America go play over there. You know, the people who are really good at the American sports come over here and play our sports, you know? It's just right. where it's biggest right. at that because it's where there's money at. Could those guys play over there? Yeah, they could, but there's, uh, there's more money in the U.S. That's how it goes for soccer. Yeah. I
3: think we can break it down really simply. And that being people in the United States are better with sports using their hands, people <laughs> in other countries are better at playing sports only using their feet so that's why we give
4: kickers a hard time in the one sport that we that we have a that's right. Exactly.
7: That exactly. right,
3: and that's why toilets flush backwards in uh, the southern hemisphere, so exactly that. <laughs> it's the same thing we're just going across but uh yeah, I think soccer. As to your point, Wade, I think that soccer needs needs kind of an upgrade here in the states. I think we need more teams, and I think there's an opportunity there. It's just not as big, and you've got storied programs uh, in clubs in other countries, and that's where the money. is. <laughs> I mean, if it's if they can get the money and the funding within the United States, you'll see a grow in it uh, over time. You know, and it's kind of the first shot for a lot of college guys to go out there because. Really looking at the rosters and you're looking at the ages and you're going, well, (laughs) these guys playing for our national team for the United States are fresh out of college or in college uh, and they're playing in the World Cup versus people like Messi, Ronaldo, and a lot of other guys that have been playing soccer for years uh, at the professional level. So, I mean, I I just feel like there needs to be a professional representation uh, for soccer within the united states uh it's just not there yet and hopefully it gets there soon um but moving from that uh <laughs> i don't know who said this it's probably uh, with, I know within our talking. within our group chat uh this past week but <laughs> they made the statement and it can only be Really, two people because they're the only two people that really voice that they go to the gym frequently.
6: Oh, that was um, me and, who said the statement in the group okay, chat. it was, okay. who put it it was in, you. It I don't was know you why you th- put it in the notes. I don't think we have to say it on the show. I mean, it was just an observation uh, that I had. You know, <laughs> he, as, said, I,
3: <laughs> he said that every dude at the gym wears a Dodgers hat. <laughs> the Am I lying? Though every dude. No, no, you're not. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree.
4: I mean bandwagon, you know, but also a lot of people in Louisiana wear it because they think it's trendy. That it's like, (laughs) what do they think it stands
6: for, Louisiana? Yeah, like no, it doesn't. (laughs) Misinform people. What were the ladies wearing, Tyler?
7: That's like, people that walk around, that's like people that walk around
6: wearing a Yankees hat and they can't tell you. Yeah, how to no, make it honestly, is. it's either Dodgers or Yankees hat that I Yeah, the guys
4: there. wear Dodgers hats, the girls wear yep, Yankees hats. Yep, and that is team, it. That is, neither team that is makes actually a true statement. The girls
6: wear <laughs> the Yankees hat and the dudes wear the Dodgers hat. I'll never forget
4: Taylor I Swift somebody... wears a Yankees hat to the recording no. studio. Yeah,
3: I did. <laughs> I did Restore. one day ask somebody, I did ask somebody that was wearing a Yankees hat one day. I said, Are you a Yankees fan? And they were like, "Huh?" I'm like, "Are you a Yankees fan?" I'm like, you just clearly walk up to like, you're wearing a Yankees hat. And they were they
6: like, play your "Oh, stuff is play that what you. this is?"
3: And
4: I'm they thinking, had it at Urban Outfitters,
6: yeah?
3: man. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like, what? I'm
7: like, I just Why? start like
6: going up to them, like name the the starting nine lineup for the Dodgers. Go. And no, name one
3: person from the team. Never, never mind <laughs> the starting lineup. One person. I mean, that, that yeah. will tell you. Name uh, the team. <laughs> name the team. <laughs> Uh, where do they dogs? play? There
6: you go. Where do they play?
3: I
5: mean, I mean, I feel that pain because as a fan of a sport that the average person doesn't watch, and you wear something half-related to my sport.
6: It's like Ched wearing a white socks hat and, and like a red socks hat for like all of his years in college because he just picked it up <laughs> on the side of the road at South <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, Moving to uh one of our you – know, we're getting long here, so we're trying to close oh, it out. Of course, Chet likes to throw in his little TMZ <laughs> segment for the show, and we'll we'll put his TMZ <laughs> segment in there. Uh, and, of course, I missed a sponsor, so it's sponsored by over. Yeti. Um, if you guys want to go over there and get all of your Yeti merch, they are running free shipping on all orders over $50. Uh, you can check out all their coolers, drinkware, luggage uh, that you need for your fun little adventures. I need to get some stuff because I look today um, – spoiler alert, I hope – uh, Lauren's not listening to this, but I thought about taking a vacation out west, uh, to the great out west there, because it seems like it's so popular now for people to go uh, on vacation now, uh, out west in in the mountains or you know out in the wilderness. Uh, and I thought it'd be a decent idea, so I might be getting some of that soon and, and testing it out on the on its durability on some long trips. <laughs> Just throw
6: out it out off there. the side of a cliff and see if it yeah if it's exactly. still durable
3: exactly so maybe i uh actually i probably won't do that because i'll spend probably a decent amount of money on it and i don't want to lose it um and my excuse to them would be yeah i threw it off the side of a cliff because my friend told me to do it Just <laughs> <This> is <durability. laughs> and they'll say well where is it and i'm gonna say well i never got it back because i didn't decide to climb out the, the Canyon it to, retrieve it, to retrieve it yeah, yeah. so uh if you guys want to go over there and check out all that stuff you can head over to the link in our show uh, and get you some.
6: We can head out west uh, to see uh, uh, Prime's uh, first game with the Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: We'll need the durability in that stadium uh, if they're going to be continuing to play in that stadium.
4: And they have a home yeah. and away with TCU, by the
3: way. Oh, as well. ooh! I'll be going to that probably. Fantastic. <laughs> that is
5: that's this close for everybody.
3: But yeah. uh, getting back uh, on topic, yeah, Jets TMZ segment. Uh, of the week is uh, two dudes in a gym had a brawl over a bench press. So, I, it, the gym stuff continues. I, <laughs> I I don't understand. I mean, what just, are
6: the odds? Like I bring up the gym earlier in the week, and then the TMZ segment is just at the gym.
3: Yeah. Who? How did two dudes fight over a bench press? Like, aren't you spotting him? Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> what?
6: <laughs> Maybe he wasn't like he just dropped it on it. Like he's I don't like, know.
3: No, I'm I'm spot. He's like, no, I'm lifting first. No, I'm lifting first <laughs> over there and he's like fighting <laughs> about it. I don't know. I just I think that you should just put a set amount of weight on it, and if if they can't lift it, then then sorry, you're spotting.
6: <laughs> yeah, I agree.
3: But uh, yeah, interesting TMZ segment of the week, Chad. Uh, thank you for submitting that
6: um but we go from odell getting kicked off a plane to two dudes brawling over a bench press fantastic (laughs) what's the next one gonna be
3: yeah and the only other thing here uh that i find really strange is floyd mayweather uh has been working on buying an nba team um i think that's pretty interesting but uh and he recently made a two million dollar offer uh, to the franchise, $2 billion offer to the franchise. And, of course, he does have all that money because of his fun little fights that he has uh, that are so publicly uh, thrown out there for the money. Uh, interesting take. What are y'all's thoughts on the fact that he... Do we know the team the that NBA? he's offering? I have no idea. Probably oh, like the Pacers. Pacers. <laughs> the Pacers.
4: The Pacers? The I don't know. The Sacramento Kings, know. the most
6: irrelevant franchise in sports... <laughs> I couldn't name off the team, but hopefully uh, Chet's in the comments. Uh, I know that he – nope, the team wasn't listed. Well, I don't really know. It's got to be – maybe he buys the team and brings back the Seattle Seattle team. I'll go with that.
5: I mean, that's already in the works, I think. Is
6: it not? No, it's going to be a Vegas team next. uh, He said the rumors is the Pistons. Yeah, the Pistons
4: are going to (laughs) become the Pistols, and they're going to play in Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Las Vegas Vegas Pistols. Uh, so, in a statement that Floyd Mayweather, that Mayweather said, made
4: all of his money in Vegas. There's no way he doesn't move whatever team to
6: Vegas. Yeah. well, I mean, they a already statement. have a WNBA team, so, I mean, it would be logical.
3: <laughs> and he'll build
6: yeah, an yeah. arena, too. Yeah, I mean, they already have one, T-Mobile Arena. That's where well, the Vegas Golden Knights play.
4: But I read that they would have to – they would consider building a second arena because there's so, so much demand for concerts – you know, they that, got the money. <laughs> they just do it, but yeah, yes, I think they that, do. That would definitely be right. The would money Google in the room
6: it. for it. I mean, just pick a. Also, there's a, a
5: shift from playing playing basketball on top of the top of the hockey arenas. There's a because oh, that's uh, a piece of cake. No, no. From, yeah, from what I've is. read, the I mean, from what I've read, the that that the NHL is starting to file complaints against it in the few in the, in the few cities that they double up and stuff. There's now a push by the, the NHL saying it's. Not good for the surface, or
3: some other crap.
5: And I they got to start playing that.
4: on on rollerblades on the hardwood.
3: <laughs> it's only because they don't <laughs> want to have to keep up with it, Neil. That's exactly. the only. Oh, oh,
6: trust me. That should <laughs> that's be our new sport it. that we come up with: roller basketball. Yeah. All right, well,
4: speaking of hockey, I'm getting in on the action this week. Hopefully, maybe next week. If not, oh. I'm going okay. to go see Jacob's future team, um, and we're going to have the best ice in the south in the Raising Canes <laughs> River <laughs> Center. I'm All glad right. it's, it's coming game. There's nothing else that goes on in there, so it's been iced up and ready to go for months.
7: Um, Who's I'm playing excited. that game?
4: It is the Mississippi Seawolves versus the Carolina blank.
3: Thunderbirds.
4: Thunderbirds.
1: <laughs> and, You're um, supposed to know that. You're from California.
4: If I don't make this Thursday's game, I am buying tickets for next Thursday's game. And then if Jacob's working there in January – Hell, I'll come for the third. So, yeah, uh,
3: we'll go, we'll go <laughs> over the. City
6: third. road trip. Yeah,
3: but yeah. So I think Uh-oh. it'll be uh, a good little time. Hopefully, they can come back. Yeah, the team fired their head coach. Uh, the Seahawks fired their head coach. To the then a rough start for the two nine not your
6: and your first two move to start with
7: the team?
4: Uh, huh. That was your first managerial decision with the team to fire the coach.
6: I told him if they yeah. keep so, firing people. Jacob's going to be the next man in line. I will <laughs> say,
5: though, that, that my hockey team needs to fire their coach already. I'm tired of us being bad for this many years after being so good for a period of time. And now that football is winding down, I'm going to dive back into it like I do every year. You know, I usually follow once football ends, I start following that more closely a little bit, you know. So.
3: My team's my team's tearing it up in the NHL right now with the Boston Bruins. Uh, yeah, so the, the crazy the thing are, is, is the are struggling. So the the crazy thing is, is that the Celtics nor the Bruins have lost a game this year in their home stadium. Uh, so that's pretty the crazy to think.
4: Is on fire. That's,
3: yes, the something's garden. going on with the arena. They're doing spiritual dances around it or something to keep it alive <laughs> or, or whatever's going on. Uh, oh. But if that's all, do you guys have anything else? I know Chad likes to close it out with it. Do you guys have anything else? I
4: think we covered it all. We hit soccer, yeah. hockey, football.
6: Yeah. Yes. And we'll dive more into the playoff on next week's show.
3: Absolutely. And we'll have a little more of our uh, what could happen and should happen uh, in the playoff, of course, next week. Uh, closing. Thanks, Neil, by the way, for joining us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime, guys. Anytime. Yeah. If you yeah, can't yeah. make it,
4: just shoot me a text. I love on. It's always fun. Absolutely. Neil was ready 10. within 10 minutes. This guy yeah. <laughs> hey.
3: Neil was like waiting around his phone. He's waiting yeah. for the next no, message. No, it <laughs> was one of the things where I
5: text. He's like, Yes. He said, I got I, mean, I mean, usually I watch, as y'all know, I'm using the comments. I usually watch. I was like Neil's hey, like chat by now saying, Hey, when's it gonna be on? Is it be on this time? I'm like, cool, I'll hop on. Then he said, Oh, I'm not on. So I text Wade. He's like, Yeah. You hop on? I'm like, sure.
6: He looks like our little triple-A. He's the emergency QB, baby. We're we're calling him up when needed, and then we 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 ship him back, and then it's just a back-and-forth process.
5: Hey, I got to say, guys, I I enjoy doing this,
7: though.
6: Yeah.
3: Wade's our
5: uh, little
6: reliever that comes out of the bullpen to
3: start sometimes. So (laughs) (laughs) It was one of those situations. But uh, if you guys want to go – How about
6: the ground going to the Rangers?
4: Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm good with that. Get yeah. them away from Atlanta. Like yeah, now. I'm going with
3: it too. Absolutely. It's a weird it's a weird thing, but uh they need some help over there. But uh closing, guys, if you want to catch uh any more of our content here on the Sports Gramble show, we do them on Sunday nights, of course. Uh and if you guys want to go check that out uh on YouTube uh for the live show and you can watch it on Apple Podcast Spotify uh for the recorded shows as well. And uh, the recordings are always uploaded shortly after our live. Uh, and of course, if you guys want to catch the college football talk on College Football Coast to Coast tomorrow, Tyler and I will be working on that. Uh, for I think we're still on for three. We are five, we're on uh, for tomorrow, so we're on for three. So we will see you guys at three tomorrow for College Football Coast to Coast, I'm talking about uh, the bowl season and the college football playoff, and then. On Tuesday night, uh, SEC talk with Wade and Tyler. We're on for Tuesday night.
6: Yep, we're good. So no shows affected this week.
3: Yeah, so we're back on the normal schedule for one week finally. And so uh, <laughs> we will. They'll be on Tuesday night as well, uh, so you guys can catch them over uh, on Facebook with their show. Uh, but of course, as always, thank you guys for joining, and we will see you guys next Sunday night.